It could well trigger a new era for our national game. The Gaelic Players Association met formally for the first time in Belfast last night. Players probably feel it's time that maybe some of their ideas were heard. The Breakaway Gaelic Players Association and the GAA hierarchy seem set on a collision course tonight. And the official recognition agreement between the GAA and GPA uh, provides for um, joint commercial ventures. The player development programme that's in place is something that's vital to the well-being of our players. You do your utmost to, to serve the members and uh, that excites me a whole bunch. Every day, you know, we're working with players. They're the centre of everything that we do. You're very welcome along to The Player's Voice, the first in what we hope will be an ongoing series of podcasts brought to you by the Gaelic Players Association. I'm Kieran McSweeney and I'm joined by my co-host, Leash footballer Colin Begley. Colin, how are you keeping? That's bad, Kieran. How are you, man? Good now. Cannot complain at all. Um, I will ask listeners to bear with us. There may be some um, technical difficulties with our first podcast. It might be a little bit rough and ready, but we'll learn as we go along. Um, and hopefully over the course of the next few weeks and months, we will it'll be smooth sailing and we'll be able Rose. to bring you a podcast that will be sound. Exactly. We'll, we, we'll develop into real professionals on this. Um, how are you finding things, Colm, in uh, life in lockdown? Um, look, it's, it's strange enough, Kieran, you know yourself. It's um, trying to adapt, I suppose, to get a little bit of normality back to your schedule. Um, but, but I'm OK. I'm down home in Leash at the moment, looking after my dad. Uh, he's delighted to have me back down home after... 30 so years trying to get me out of the house and I'm back here again. So he's delighted with that. But uh, no, I have a bit of space at the back in the garden. And like I said before, I've kind of places to go running. So that's kind of my vice, a little bit of exercise, getting out in fresh air. But it is difficult. You know, it's, it's a strange time, as everyone knows. And look, we've, we've, we've done it again later on. We'll kind of talk a bit more about that. But um, how are you finding it, mate? How, how are things going with you? I like that now, a little bit of a back garden, plenty of places to actually go and go for walks and go for runs and get that bit of exercise in, which I think is hugely important. Um, and watching a lot of TV, a lot of Netflix and a lot of box sets and that kind of stuff. Um, and I know I was talking to you, you have a, a little bit, bit of a pet peeve around the TV at the moment, because no matter how many subscriptions you seem to have, you don't seem to be able to find something you want to watch. Okay, and this is a bad thing to say. I've got I've got Disney Plus, I've got Prime, and I've got Netflix. <laughs> and I still spend like forty five minutes trying to figure out what to watch. Even though I will recommend the new Jordan, uh, the last dance documentary, that's uh, on Netflix. Two episodes per week. Very clever because I don't binge watch it for the first week, but very good. Re- would highly recommend. And uh, just shows what a what a legend he was. But what about you? Any any pet peeves from yourself? Right, and kind of annoying you at the moment. Uh, look, I suppose everyone is trying to be as patient as they can at the moment because we all realise we're um, living in a very different world than what we had even six weeks, eight weeks ago. But yeah. the only thing I'll say is I'm getting out for a lot of walks at the moment, and I just wish people would just clean up after their dogs. I think a lot of people are out there walking their dogs. At the moment, maybe a bit more than they used to be. Um, if they just clean up after them, because to be honest, I think some of them might actually be walking dinosaurs, um, or, or, or some sort. But um, it's only a very small thing. Look, in the great grand scheme of things, I can't really complain at all. Um, I, I um, in comparison to what some people are going through, and I suppose one thing that we should note, Colm, is as what our inter-county players have been doing over the course 
of this current crisis. The leadership they've shown both nationally and within their communities as well, um, from fundraising activities to skills challenges to kids and all that. And it's something you've been involved in yourself, obviously, with the Do It For Dan campaign, which has enjoyed huge success. Yeah, well, look, we've been, it's, it's great to mention it. We, we've, been, we've had a great, a great success with Do It For Dan and uh, just recently found out we've hit our target um, and we raised the €2 million Euro funds for, for the life-saving treatment. And, and to be, you mentioned the, the kind of our players or GA players Without the GA community, it wouldn't have been possible. And with, obviously, everyone else who donated from outside of it. But um, it's amazing. We're part of a very unique community of the GA community where if someone is in trouble and any player at all, just we rally behind them very much so. And it's been it's been hugely positive for the family, but even for the local community within Leash and around the country. So we're very grateful for people who have helped out with it. And you can see it happening all over the country in, in different causes too, which is um, a testament to the players, to be fair to them. And look, on our first episode of The Player's Voice, we'll be talking to former Kerry footballer Donica Walsh um, shortly. Donica, who's made the transition out of the inter-county game, having retired in the not-too-distant past. And Colm, I know it's an area that you have uh, a particular focus on and are looking at. Yeah, I just think it'd be interesting. I was talking to a few players recently, and, and the situation we're in at the moment kind of gives a glimpse into what maybe retirement could be like for some players. You know, the inability to be able to train with your teammates, uh, less exercise, the, the kind of group camaraderie you have with the team. So I'll be very interested to hear with Donica how he coped with it, um, how he managed it, and some of the maybe things, the experiences he found were difficult and how maybe to counteract them over the next few weeks or even when you retire, retire from your, your own career. It should be interesting. We'll be talking to Donica very shortly indeed. But first up, Tiberi Senior Hurling Manager Liam Sheedy and a number of other managers and management teams have worked with our healthcare partner UPMC to deliver an important message. So let's hear what Liam has to say. Liam Sheedy here, Tipperary Hurling Manager. We have a really tough opponent at the moment in COVID-19 and it is, it is proven to be a real battle. But we have a game plan and it's really, really important we all stick to it and we obviously execute that really, really well. One of the key aspects of that is, is our discipline in terms of our hygiene, which is very much around our hand washing, and also in terms of our social distancing. So getting our discipline right is going to be very, very important. I think we are a great team when we work together and we pull together. So provided everybody buys in and everybody plays by the rules and we all stay safe, I think that will make, make the difference in the end. And once it does, the rewards will be there for us all. They'll be there for ourselves, they'll be there for our families, They'll be there for our counties and they'll be there for every one of our communities within those counties. So, uh, and look, I think, you know, winning this battle, when we do get there, will make it all so, so worthwhile. So let's all stay safe and let's play by the rules and let's go win this game. Okay, so we're delighted now to uh, welcome our first guest on the show. Uh, we're starting the bar very, very high. Uh, Kerry footballer, Dunica Walsh. He has uh, three All-Irelands, eight Munster titles, one All-Star. I won't keep on going. He has uh, too many accolades to, to list out. But um, but before we get into the real serious stuff, uh, how are you, Donica? Thanks so much for coming to the show. Delighted to have you on. How are you keeping over the last uh, number of weeks through these strange times? Yeah, Colm. Um, yeah, thanks for having me on. It's um, it's obviously very strange. It's a period of time. I think we will all we'll all remem- remember back to the to the start of twenty twenty. Um, it's uh, I suppose I'm, I'm here in in Lucan. Um, myself and my wife Louise, we we've been here now since since the Paddy's weekend, and we've been, I suppose, obviously adhering to the new rules that we've had to um, just passing time as as best we can. We're both physiotherapists. Um, I'm working 
as a in private practice at the moment so i've been doing yeah. a small bit online but um online consultations louise recently got got a job in in, in tullamore hospital so um, we're uh, i suppose we're we, we do a lot of i suppose exercising really is kind of our, our base of our day is what when we every time going to bed at night we're kind of like right what's our exercise plan for the next day and, and that's that's where the day starts really then yeah, so it, it seems to be the, the big thing, I suppose, about with a lot of players and a lot of people who are physically active. The exercise seems to be their vice, you know, even for myself, I'm the same. It's kind of like, okay, I need, I need to get away from stuff here. Um, let's just get outside. And, and I'm fortunate enough to, I'm down home and leash, I have a bit, of, a bit of land around. So is that kind of the main thing you're getting up to at the moment? Is right now that you be kind of doing to pass the time or help you, help you stay engaged or keep yourself half sane? Yeah, it's... Um... <clears throat> I suppose we obviously Louise is is coming from uh, she obviously has the the GA and, and basketball background, but mostly focusing on on rugby and um, on the different types of of strength training and 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 running and agility that's involved yeah. with that. So it's cool to to be able to for her to be able to to show me what what kind of stuff that they would typically do at, at training. Um, so I'm kind of learning learning from that side of things. Um, and then yeah, just getting you know getting on a bike. Obviously, I've got a I've got a nice loop around where, where I'm living there, um, and I do a bit of time trialings. Just keep keep going in circles doing that. Um, then yeah, you're cooking. You know we're we're uh, it's amazing where we're we're putting our mothers out of jobs now with, with having <laughs> roast having roast every every few days. Things that you thought you'd never be able to cook a roast lamb or roast beef. We're um, we're amazing as you watch your mother do it for 20 or 30 years and suddenly you, you realize i can do this myself and obviously a bit of tv then thrown in on top of it in, in the evening times is, is nice to uh to unwind any recommendations what are we looking at now over the next few weeks uh, i'm running low now at the moment recommendations <laughs> anything worth watching uh i think yeah so the i think most people are are, are tuned into last dance now that the documentary following the chicago yeah. bulls and and um again i'm not i'm not a big basketball fan but i have a great um admiration for for any sport and, and fellas at, at the uh, at the highest level um and of course the that footage there behind the scenes of the characters that you have mm -hmm. and obviously it's it's even more interesting than when when how successful that they were even given all their own personal background stories. Um, of course, Michael Jordan was, no matter what um, sport you followed, everyone have heard of Michael Jordan. So um, uh, Louise, being a big basketball fan, is uh, is dragging me to the couch, but it doesn't take much dragging, really, for, for me to tune into that. Funny, one of the main reasons we wanted to get you on the show as well is because I was talking to a few players over the last few weeks, and... The current circumstances or current situations has kind of given some players maybe a glimpse into what retirement could be like. Um, by that, I mean the fact that maybe not training as a group anymore with your teammates, um, not having the opportunity to wear the leash or carry jersey competitively again. And it's, it's, a, it's a daunting enough probably thing for them to consider. But maybe just to go on that, can you give us a bit of an insight into your transition or your retirement Um from from intercounty games, how you found it, and some of the kind of areas that were more impacting on others. Yeah, it's um, <clears throat> that that's you're dead right there, Colm. That this is the time like you're no longer in intercounty football, or, or it's such a leveler now at the moment that um, 
that you realise that there's a lot more important things than, than sport and inter-county football. And I bet you, yeah, fellas are thinking that at the moment. They're thinking, geez, am I, am I going to put on the jersey at all this year? And that big void then that, that's there at the moment, what, what do you do with your time and what else do I have in my life outside of, outside of my inter-county sport? And you think then maybe the fellas in their 30s are probably thinking, geez, this is... This is what I have in front of me when football, when inter-county football does stop. And it, I bet you they, yeah. are, they are reflecting on, 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 on their transition out. Um, for me, it was, yeah, I, I kind of, I was aware of it. I, I suppose in 2017, at the end of 2017, I did have a chat with Amethyst Morris and I did say, look, Eamon, I, I'm, I'm thinking about not playing at all in 2018. And, uh, and he, he kind of said, look, have a think about it, but I, I do want you back. I do want you back in my plans. And I, I said, right, but I, I won't play any of the league. I kind of said, I, I'll, I'll do something different for the league. Thinking that a bit of a, a break, a, a time away from the training situation would, yeah. would refresh me a bit. And I actually moved up to Dublin again, up to Louise for, for a bit. And I, I just started, I don't know, kind of just looking into what, what my career physio-wise would be afterwards. So... I was thinking about my transition while still in my, while still an inter-county player. And yeah. that, that was the way I approached it. And it, it helped to kind of soften the blow then for when it did happen then at the end of 2018 that I, I had that preparation. So in a way, it could be helpful to the guys now that they might have this opportunity these few months to put in place a bit of a, a pathway for them for when football does does or football or hurling does come to an end for them, how how um, early did you did did those thoughts start coming into, into your own head, um, Donica? Around the fact that look, I do need to put that that pathway in place. Um, I think just from talking to yourself, Colm, I think you you've you've talked about the fact that like that's something that more and more players coming toward the ends of their careers are probably having to try and concentrate on just so that they're not left like almost feeling like they're falling off a cliff when, when it does come, um, when the end of an intercurrent career does come. Yeah, I think, <clears throat> I think it, well, I, I really knew something had to be in place. Like this was way back, I suppose, in, in, in even 2010 when Kerry were, when we were beaten by down in the quarterfinal and Kerry were out of the All-Ireland series and it was still only the end of July. And I was kind of looking at myself, Jesus, like what, what's, what's here now? The, the summer isn't half over yet and we're Kerry are out and, so I kind of got a bit of a shock back then, and I said that that was kind of preempted me to go back doing physiotherapy. I had been an engineer at the time, so that was kind of the, the maybe the start of it. But I was still obviously young at the time and, and stuck in my intercounty career. But it, it was when when I joined the um, the Jim Madden, the GPA Jim Madden program there. I think it was 2015, maybe um, that that really kind of that kind of opened up my eyes to what. Um, what kind of opportunities there are for me after intercounty football? You, th- that leadership program really was was excellent, and again, it's everybody takes something different from it, but it just opens your eyes to to what uh, opportunities are there. The community that's around you as a as a GA member, the the connections that you've made, the people that are only die dying to bend over backwards to, to help you. Um, so that, for me, was the, was the real catalyst 
to helping my transition uh, after inter-county football was, was that Jim Madden leadership programme. And just before we uh, we take a, a short uh, interlude, uh, you might just remind people, Donica, who won that All-Ireland in 2010? Down deserves it anyway after beating us, so I, I don't know they want to do it, do it in the final. But... <laughs> well, well, look, we'll talk to Donica sh- uh, a little bit more shortly, uh, but first we just wanted to take a quick message from some of our top inter-county players, both male and female, and some of our top inter-county managers as well. Quick message around staying at home at this current time. This time of the year, we're usually doing all we can to get the better of each other, to try our best to be on the winning team. We're usually at the end of the leagues, getting ready for the white-hot battle of championship football. But this year is different. This year, we're all a part of the one team. We have a common opponent that will only overcome together. The opponent has its strengths. Let's concentrate on what we can do, on our own game plan. Stay at home. When you do have to go out, stay local, within two kilometres of your home. Look after your physical and mental health. Continue to practice good social distancing and good respiratory hygiene. And continue to follow guidelines by the HSC and the Department of Health. We're all in this together. It has never been as important to be part of the home team. I'm staying at home. 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 So look, a quick question for you then. Just thinking of players, you obviously kind of had decided or were thinking about retiring and obviously there's a, there's a variance in how players approach their retirement. Some is going to be forced upon them. Some it just happens quickly. Others plan for it. Um, I was just talking to Kieran beforehand, before he came on about even myself and some other players I was talking to, considering it, you know, I'll, I'll probably retire next year. My kind of feeling towards it at the moment is that I've had a good run. I'm not too scared or worried about retiring um, I've been fortunate enough to play at many years and have had some great memories but was your perception of what retirement would be like even emotionally different did it, did it change once it happened like I'm kind of I've been told oh once it's gone you'll miss it massively or um, it'll be a huge shock to you but I think I'd be okay did, did that change for you at all Danica, or was that the same as you thought it might be do you know Colm I, I find it's kind of ebbing and flowing I, I'm when I Initially, when I retired or announced it, I had, I kind of felt a bit of, obviously leaving the, the WhatsApp groups and all that was hard. But then you get kind of all the, you know, the nice messages from people and, and you, you really feel yeah. a great sense of achievement of, of what you've done. And then other times, then I look back or, or as, as time has gone on, then I'd be right proud of, of, of what I've achieved and, and what what I am and then you kind of look back at times then and think geez no I should have gotten way more out of myself there and, and you feel like you just regret you know and then <laughs> other times then you'll be looking back again and you say Jesus no I was I was happy with my with what I got so it's it's, it's a bit of a roller coaster like even the, the Kerry Donegal game was on uh, the 2014 game and I hadn't watched it before and you know I, I two shots of I think I well one shot I came was I dropping it was dropping into Donny but um it's probably a shot looking like it. but like you think Jesus what was like what kind of a shot was that how was I putting it that wide and um you kind of think oh my god that was terrible but then so it it's it's like you kind of 
yeah, I just find my, my emotions towards it are ebbing and flowing. That, um, and yeah. that maybe okay. it's just you kind of ride it along as, as, as best you can. You'd have loved to have been winning it all and going out on the top and, and being re- applauded as being one of the, G- the GA greats. But that's not ever going to happen for me or it hasn't happened. But, geez, I got a lot out of myself. And uh, in fairness, when it all comes down to it, I, I do think to myself, Donica, you, you, you got the best out, out of yourself most of the time. And yeah. you kind of, you, you're always happy enough with that then. Yeah, no, of course. I think I think as well. I think from what I noticed too, and from different counties, different players, like what do they turn? What do they deem as, as successful? You know, as in what's a success to them? Like obviously winning all stars and winning all Irelands and stuff. But in some way now, I'm I'm talking to a few of the boys from my panel as well, and our kind of goal now for some of us, the old the old timers, <laughs> which would you have been for a long time? I won't name names, Mark Timmons, but um, <laughs> our our goal is to kind of just. We'd like to leave the setup in a good place. So we've we've worked wanted to be a part of bringing us up from Division Four, which we have up to Division Two, and seeing the young lads developed and and that kind of made, makes me feel like do you know what this is a good time to go now and, and leave it to the new blood coming through. So I think I think it's about if players can find themselves their own personal success in it, whatever that might be, it helps a massive amount. Yeah, Colin, like <clears throat> like do you do you, like it's what I found was. I loved being getting better every year to know that you kind of think, right, last year now, my, my fitness tests were this level, my strength was this level, and I could see an improvement every year. But then you kind of come to a stage where physically maybe you've passed your peak, but you, you have obviously more experience or you've better knowledge of the game or you, you're a better leader. Did you Do you find that, I don't know, do you think you have passed your physical peak and that other aspects of your game now are better and and how do you how do you measure yourself that way yeah I, I think um I think we're similar enough Donica like I was always kind of uh, mad to be the first in every test or in first in every run that was kind of a it was a false measure probably of my performance realistically I kind of probably relied nearly too much on it but I always like to train pushing on the levels of what I was getting in fitness scores but yeah, I think over the last few years, it's been more so my my peak, or I've just maybe been at a level that's remained constant. Um, a few little changes here and there during certain years, but it's probably now more focusing on what can I give back to the group in some way. Um, like, can I create a little bit more of a culture in here and help do that? And I'm, I'm like many many panels and many squads were fortunate to have, you know, there's five or six lads who are probably in the same boat, so it really amplifies that feeling and. And you have the young players who buy into it. So for for me, yeah, I think you're right in that point. I probably reached my peak, um, fitness wise and ability wise. Um, you have your good occasions, your good games, but you try and focus on the different areas, maybe of helping the group or helping the manager even to to create the environment you want to develop over maybe two or three years following your your um your retirement. Maybe that's kind of in my head at the moment. Yeah, yeah, and. Even you kind of key moment like football is 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 a game that it, momentum is is a big thing in, in sport and especially I, I feel in in Gaelic football that you kind of identify the you're able to better identify those key moments in in games or those key times in games where you can influence um, 
could influence the, the momentum of a game. And, you know, whether it's a big catch or a big interception or a big score or, uh, or whatever, or just even even a, yeah. a fist pump or something like that, you know, there's, uh, you, you can kind of... And that might even happen at training. That doesn't even have to be in a, a Leinster Championship game or a Munster Championship game. It can be just at training. It can be a training drill where where the likes of you can influence something bigger than than maybe a young fella or a, a younger fella. Yeah, and, and, that, and that training point actually you mentioned there, I think it's uh, that's something I find uh, is important now. So I remember Darren Strong actually was, you know, a player for Leisha played. He was excellent at just creating an intensity and training, you know, like uh, lifting the level and training that would obviously better players. And I think that's probably something that, you know, as you're coming to your maybe last few years of some sort, that's a focus for you, just trying to lift energy and training, whether you're playing, whether you're starting or not. Just creating that kind of pushing atmosphere, and obviously that ties into the management as well, and, and the other players around you. But um, it's definitely something I think it's a focus as you kind of come to the latter stage of your career. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like I even I, I've um, I've been gotten involved with with Wexford footballers there now. I'm Paul Gavin is obviously managing down there, and he he's asked me to get involved as with a physio as a physiotherapist down with the team, and it's Brilliant. it's again it's something that. I suppose I'm very lucky to an honour to have been asked even into that dressing room, and um, I, I'm just I'm just really enjoying what 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 Paul is bringing to the to the room. But I'm I'm really enjoying what different players are kind of contributing in in, in the group as well. Obviously, they're they're a young bunch of young bunch of. Or I suppose there's a mix of, of age down there, but it's. Um, Mm. I kind of love the buzz of of the dressing room, and okay, obviously I'm not contributing on the field uh, as as a physio, but it's it's just a small small little nuggets. Um, obviously, Paul is is giving them loads of uh, nuggets of information from his playing days and his learning as as a manager. Again, my few nuggets that I can give them from a strength and conditioning or a physio point of view are small, but I think as a former player as well. Um, they seem to be just absorbing any bit of uh, direction from from me, a former intercounty yeah. player, and Paul, a former intercounty player. That that it's it's I get a nice buzz off of it, and I'm sure Paul is getting the same as well. Just on that, um, Donica, like you 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 talked about like um like you you as a player, you always wanted to, to get better, but just when you were coming to the end of the career and you knew that you were going to make the decision to retire from the intercounty game, like, did you prepare yourself for the, I suppose, stepping away from the dressing room atmosphere and that side of things, like the, the pieces that we don't, as the viewing GEA public who watch games, we don't see, but the, the relationships with fellow players in the dressing room, the crack that's had, did, did you prepare yourself for, for, for missing that? Not really, but... I knew that's one thing that you can't replace. It it it's gone. It 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 is just you have to go cold turkey with that. There's no there's no other way of doing that. Once you're out of that loop, once you're out of that dressing room, once you're out of that WhatsApp group, you're gone. And I knew that. I didn't want to know what was happening in Kerry training. I didn't want to text any of the current players, even on a side issue, because I I just don't want to feel that they need to be telling me what's happening. So I knew sure. that was going to be gone. And, and yeah, that was hard. But what, what I did say to myself is there's loads of friends, childhood friends, college friends that 
I've neglected down through the years because of GA, do you know, the, whether it was stag parties, birthday parties, whatever it was that I missed out on. So yeah. they were the substitute or they, they were kind of, I had to make a conscious effort um, to fill the void of, of the the dressing room void, I suppose, with those guys because, um, that, well, I suppose that was my, that was my, my preparation for it really, because uh, that's the one thing you just can't, you can't, there's no substitute or there's no um, no substitute for, for that dressing room feeling like it's, of course, I'm getting a small bit of it down in Wexford at the moment. And I love the buzz of the, of that dressing room. And it's an honor to be back in, in an county dressing room in, in that, in a different aspect, of course, but um, yeah. it, that, that will never be replaced. Is that something you're, you're thinking about, Colin, what that would be like? Yeah, it is. And, and, I, I think um, it's strange. I, I I played. I started playing a long time ago, and uh, I think it was obviously I was, I was younger, so the, the change room vibe was different to me. I do feel like, without being cliche, I've like the, the club, the county players now are nearly club teammates in some way because you spend so much time with them. So there'll be a few guys that I know I'll stay in touch with regularly enough. But he's right. Like Dunica said, there it's going to be very hard to. It's actually impossible to replicate the the vibe in a change room or that kind of camaraderie that you'll have playing with guys regularly, uh, training regularly at a high level. Um, but it's, don't think I mentioned that point about uh, friends, I suppose you would have maybe not given as much time to during your county career, not of, for no reason at all, just you're busy and you, I'm that kind of person as well, I'm bad at keeping in touch, but that is something I've tried to focus on a bit more over the last year or so um, in preparation for that. And even, even something I, I spoke to you, Karen, about already before about um, you know all these Zoom calls now and all these kind of different yeah. meetings and, and quizzes and stuff. It's ne- there's any more connection now than ever was in a strange way. Like you're, you're touching base with people you might not have spoken to in a while. Sure. And it's it's something I'm kind of looking at now over the next few weeks of this isolation to try and reconnect with some of those friends that I maybe lost touch with a small bit. Some from Australia, some from here. Um, with the idea of, I suppose, the transition being easier, you know, um, like, like Dunica there, you mentioned about kind of looking at friends. Was there anything else coping mechanisms wise? Like, did you kind of have something in mind or, or you kind of thought this, this will be tough for me and I'll try and replace it? Like, is there anything you're kind of worried about that you put in there in your new schedule or um, how would you attack it? I suppose just to, what, what I recognize is that as inter-county players, Kerry were Kerry players in a lot of counties. Maybe were very spoon-fed, as in all our gym programs were laid out in front of us. Our training schedules were laid out in front of us. Gear and everything, not food. Everything was was given to us really. Um, and what I recognised was that I, I need to start just preparing myself to take my own initiative on on stuff and. Yeah, so so that was something that you kind of have yeah. to just um, just prepare yourself for. It. It's, it's like learning how to cook your own roast lamb or roast chicken or whatever it is. Like, and that's obviously without my without my my mother. She down in Kerry. She, I don't have her at the moment. But uh, <laughs> you know that, that kind of that stuff. Putting together your own training plans. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously you you and I, Colm, have been probably given gym programs for the last 10 15 years um running programs whereas yeah. now it's it's up to myself to make my own running program and make my own gym program and um 
and then sorry, not only in sport then, but in in careers then as well, like a, as as a physio. Um, yeah. And do you know, taking opportunity yourself and, and putting together putting a business plan together for some idea you might have, um, and just taking the initiative yourself, and that's scary enough for for me because literally since I've been eighteen years of age and or oh, around that time when I got into a carry setup everything has been handed to me and I was just told to be here at this time on that day and and you flake away for the next 15 years and you come out the other side of it um you know so it's <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah that is something that uh isn't easy nothing's easy unless you have practiced it and that's something I haven't practiced a lot of so I've had to practice it more and, and kind of yeah just take it upon myself to to be take initiative more Donica, then yeah. when you stepped away from the inter county game, did you continue to play with your with your Yeah, club? absolutely, and 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 I am. I'm still playing with Cremon, and we're um, yeah, and I will be. Geez, like I, I'll be playing with them for as long as I can, for as long as I can move on the field. So um, it's just that I suppose it is. We're we're a Division Five team. We're we're kind of Junior B down in down in Cremon, even though we'd we'd hope to be up a bit higher, but. Um, yeah, so it's just a bit of a bit of a big big step down, I suppose, from obviously from inter county. But uh, a lot of a lot of players obviously have, have that step uh, once they finish inter county. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one because I had been talking to a, a player about that and the fact that when they stepped away from the inter county game, there was obviously that sense of uh, a, a big upheaval in their life because they didn't have the inter county um, training and the games and the relationships and and the crack with the lads and all that. But they, they fell back on their club and then they continued to play with their club for another three, four years. And then the club career had to come from an end. And then he said he kind of felt that sense of almost loss all over again. Yeah, it's it's I, I'm definitely gonna be playing with Cremon for literally as long as I as as I can move because um yeah, I, I just that that will be that will be tough, I think, the day that you can't play anymore. And hope look, we all know once that day comes you're going to be training the under eights or the under tens, or so you're going to be you're going to be um, yeah. you're going to be given some other job, and that's the beauty of of the GA clubs is that you're never there's never a fella idle around the place. If he's not good enough to play outfield, he's probably good enough to play in goals or do the line or do the umpire or train the under eights or whatever it is. So um, you'll always that that's I suppose the beauty and and the lovely circle that is the GA that um, that I've to look forward to, but. It's um, it's funny like the the returning to the club as maybe a, a coping mechanism. I've actually spoke to a, a player there. He said it was he was really excited about it because the county involvement had obviously restricted how much he could be engaged. You know, really engaged with the club, and they had some young lads coming through in the team, and he was just really excited about getting in and throwing himself into that. You know, not not as much commitment training wise, not as much pressure on him, but just jumping into that group and, and, and kind of making himself a part of the club a little, a little tighter again. So I think that's some, some level that a lot of players might look forward to. And you mentioned kind of coaching, like, you know, it, it is actually, I did a bit of coaching with, as a GDA with development squads and similar enough to what you're talking about, Paul and, and Wexford, they're, they're soaking up information. It's, it's a very rewarding mm-hmm. thing to do. You know, it's um, just to give you little bits of experience you've found over the years and see a, a child or, a young girl or boy just, just take it and try and work with it. Um, so that's something I think I look forward to after finishing playing. But some part of me also is looking forward to a bit of a break at the moment in my head, looking forward to just getting away from it for a while. 
you know, focusing on something different um, for a bit. Like you said, that ebbs and flows. I imagine that might change when it happens. You know, um, I'll be fine for a while, and then suddenly I'll re- realize I missed the, the occasion of it. But you know, I suppose it's it's about kind of just considering where you're at at your time and what's kind of the priorities or the concerns to you and dealing with them. Um, like you said, yeah, Colin, like it's it's you're people are going to be a lot happier when they have options. Do you know, if you've if your life yeah. is just full of one thing and, and one place to go and one thing to do and suddenly that's taken away it's you can feel very claustrophobic then or you can feel anxious that oh my god i don't have options but whereas if your life is is a multicolor of of different things to do and and people to see and um you're just once one thing is taken away then it's not as much of a there's not as much of a void to fill so having having your yeah your club football, which is kind of a, a, usually a less kind of a stressful environment than, than your inter-county, having your professional life, um, having your family and, and, and your personal relationships, having all those to fall back on. And you have to have put work into those areas to have to be, to feel solid when you do want to fall back on them. So um, it is a time for fellas to, <clears throat> to kind of take stock and and see have they been putting enough time into those different areas of their life that they need to fall back on now and um and yeah you can be sure that a lot of fellas are are, are looking at themselves and looking at the their options around them all all about finding that little bit of little bit of balance yes absolutely it's um and it, it should be there all the time it should be there all the time but this is a this is a great opportunity to to make sure that it is it is there. Well, look, lads, we'll we'll leave it there. Dunnock, I really appreciate your time. Um, stay safe and stay well. Um, thanks for being our first guest on this um, series of GPA podcasts. And hopefully, more than the three of us will hear this conversation if I manage to actually get the recording piece of it right. And 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 that's not even me trying to be funny because we have lost multiple efforts at recording over the last couple of days. So, uh, Donica, really You're very welcome, Karen. Time. The Gaelic Players Association, representing the interests of all intercounty players, protecting their welfare on and off the pitch, and supporting their development as people. And uh, that's it. Uh, thanks to Dunica Walsh for joining us on our first uh, our first episode or our first podcast of this series, uh, the GPA Players Voice. I, I, f- I found that really insightful. Uh, to be honest, uh, um, Dunica, I always found a very open and honest guy. But some of the things he spoke about there, Kieran, um, regarding his retirement and more so, I suppose, what he did before it, uh, I think could be hugely beneficial to players, um, not just in the retirement, but getting themselves prepared or maybe more focused on some other areas in their life, uh, be that career, their relationships, other hobbies. I think that would resonate with a lot of players and definitely resonate with me. So I really enjoyed that. Um, Again, looking forward to a few more of these coming down the line. Hopefully, as I said, people enjoy this and they get something out of it. And yeah, that's it for me. Yeah, and hopefully they'll bear with us. As I say, it'll be a bit rough and ready to begin with. We'll uh, learn as we're going along, but look really enjoyable. Um, thanks to Dunca Walsh and hopefully we will talk to you when you're listening to the next episode of uh, The Players Voice.